0: Welcome to Wednesday night at Faith Assembly featuring the ministry of senior pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Well, we're in the book of 1 John. We just started it last week and we're going to continue on with that as we walk our way through this book over the Wednesday nights ahead of us. So we're going to look at 1 John chapter 5 chapter 1 verses 5 through 10. So if you find your notes and go along with us, it's going to begin with the faithful message. The faithful message this is verse 5. This is what John has to say, say that this is what it is. He's saying to them, here's what God has to say to you. Verse 5, this is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. Now, John does something throughout his writings. Remember, he wrote the Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, Revelation. But he comes up with three different character traits, three different descriptions of God. In John chapter 4, verse 24, he says, God is a spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. And... 1 John, in chapter 4, verse 7, he says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God, and anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So God is a spirit which means he doesn't have a bodily form when the Bible talks about his right hand or something like that. It's just giving him an image that you and I can grasp and kind of understand a little bit more. He's a spirit. He he is love. You want to define love? Corinthians defines love, but you want to really define love, it's just God. God is the definition of love. He is love. And thirdly, what we just read here tonight, God is light. He is light. In other words, you know how you're you're told never to look at the sun or you'll go blind? Remember when you told that was good? How many of you tried it? And yet you still see. But here's what I know. You didn't look very long, did you? God is brighter than the sun. He is light. In fact, it tells us about heaven. And when we get there, there won't be no sun or no moon because God is the light. So, God is pure, and He's perfect. Light always extinguishes darkness. Darkness never extinguishes light. And so, the light always shines. He's greater. And darkness and light do not mix. You can't have light and darkness at the same time. It's either or. Hell, we're told, is a place of darkness because God is not there. And so it's dark. It's pitch black. There is no light in hell. John chapter 3 verse 16 gives us a little bit bigger understanding of that. And John said, here's the message. God is light. There's no darkness. You can believe Him. You can trust Him. He's pure. John three sixteen. you all know this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent His Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in Him, but anyone who does not believe in Him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. And judgment is based on this fact. Notice, here's what the judgment is based on. God's light came into the world Jesus Christ, but people love darkness more than light, for their actions were evil. Now, grab a hold of that, because we're going to be talking about this this evening as John kind of pulls all of this apart. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it, for fear their sins will be exposed. In other words, if we walk into the light, it, revelation happens, doesn't it? You begin to see things that you don't see in the dark. Those who do what is right come to the light so that others can see that they're doing what God wants. And so John begins in this fifth verse here's a faithful message. Here's something you can count on. Here's something you need to know. God is light. There's no darkness in him. He's perfect. You can trust him. He's truth. Secondly, fellowship with God and others. We talked about fellowship last week. John deals a lot with fellowship, this fellowship of being able to get along with one another and getting along with God. So now he dives into that a little bit more. He pulls it apart a little bit more. So here's what he says. So if if God is light and there's no darkness in him, we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we're living in the light, as God is in the light, we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. It's hard to have a good relationship with someone when you're trying to hide something. You know, you catch your kids doing something. They know they're guilty. You know they're guilty. You don't get along well, do you? And so that's what he's saying here. Look, if you're saying you're part of God's child and God's family, and you say that you're living for God, but you're not living in a way that is right before Him, you're not being honest. You're not being truthful. And when you are truthful, you'll have fellowship. When you don't, You don't. He says you're a liar. In other words, you say one thing and do another. You're not practicing the truth. Now, you've heard me say this before. I'll just say it again. I think the person we lie to the most is ourselves. We're good at telling ourselves we're okay, we're good, everything's fine. We're good at lying to us. And so, truth is t- seeing God's Word, what God says, doing it, and putting it into practice. Well, you can't be a Christian and then live a carnal lifestyle. You see, here's what a lot of people try to do. It's, um, let's say you, you, you come to me and say, Hey, Pastor, I belong to a healthy eating group. Say, so that's great. What do you do? Well, we go there and we talk about what we eat and we hold each other accountable. And let's say you go to that group and you say to that group, I want you to know, you know what, I ate a healthy meal, I had a salad, I had carrots, I had an apple, pick anything else that's disgusting. And you say, that's what I ate, all right? So you told them that, and and let's say you did eat all those things. But what you didn't tell them is I also had a Big Mac with cheese and bacon on it and a large order of fries and a giant Coke. You're saying you're practicing something, but you're not being honest with others or with yourself. And so there's a number of Christians who say, I'm doing this, but I'm also eating a Whopper, double cheese. I like Whoppers. Boy, they're just, you know, really good. And so you know the truth. You know what you should be doing, but you don't walk in it. You come to church, you hear the truth, and, well, we won't go there. And so what John is saying is, look, you're lying if you say you know God and you believe in Him But you walk in a way that is contrary to what God teaches and what you know is right. And so John says you're living a lie. Now what we do is we try, well, I don't want to make this a big deal, and we take sin and we minimize it. We excuse it. Well, you know, I really try my best, but you don't understand. I have this condition. I, I'm doing everything I can, but you don't know what my background is and what I've been through. And, you know, I, I'm just having a little problem with my eating disorder. I'm just having a little problem here. I really want to do this, but you don't know how I was raised, and you don't know what I'm going through, and you don't know the tension I'm facing. And you And we got all kinds of excuses, don't we? It's not an excuse, it's a lie. It's not just a little fault. It's a sin. And you call it what you want. But John says, it's a sin. And see, we as Christians sometimes get politically correct. You know what politically correct is. You have certain phrases. You, you, I've I got a few of them. You can't call someone that bags your grocery a bag boy. They are an agricultural product organizer. Okay. Someone who works at a car wash, they're a vehicle appearance specialist. Evil isn't called evil, it's niceness deprived. Lost, I'm locationally disadvantaged. I'm not lazy, I'm just motivationally dispossessed. Yeah. <laughs> It's not a shoplifter. It's not, they're not a thief. They're a cost of living adjustment specialist. And here's the thing. A skunk by any other name is still a skunk. And it smells. God cannot help you with what you're trying to hide. He can't help you until you bring it into the light until you expose it. And John deals with a really critical part of human nature and a critical part of Christian living. See, when I live in the light and I'm honest with myself and with God, it helps my relationship with others. But when I'm hiding something from God, I'm not only not in fellowship with Him I have a hard time being in fellowship with other people because we're always afraid we're going to get found out. And I don't want anybody to know. And so we hide. We hide the things that we're afraid uh, other people might find out. And it's always amazing to me how someone might come for counseling or want to talk to you about something and how they do everything but talk to you about the truth. They'll talk about, well, I got this little issue here, and they're going to take some time to blame somebody else for everything that's going on in their life. And so they really have this issue that they've got to deal with, and yet they don't want to come out and just say, hey, you know what? I have this problem, and here's my problem. I'm responsible for it. I am guilty of it. I need to fix it. You can't fix what you're trying to hide. You can't fix what you're afraid of being exposed. You will just work at hiding it. And so John says, look, if you're living that way, and you say, well, I've got a fellow, me and God are tied, I've got a relationship with God, but you go on living another way, you're a liar. You're not living in the truth. But if we come to the light... And if we expose what's going on, we have fellowship or a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, it doesn't break our sonship, but it does break our fellowship. A relationship with God has to be based on being honest with Him and with ourselves and with other people. Well, I'm embarrassed I talked to people, I don't know, I talked to someone one day on the phone. Um, Well, you know, I've just got all these problems and I don't want anybody to know. I go, well, listen, let me tell you something. The same problems you got, everybody else has got, so what's the deal? Right? We all got issues. We just don't want anybody to know what they are and we don't want to admit them ourselves. And then we wonder why we can't get better. How long do you want me to go on with this? Okay, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll keep going. And there comes a point where we have to understand that sin is when I refuse to walk in the light. When I refuse to be honest with God and open with Him. Because what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And that's what John says, isn't it? Every day, God is working in my life to make me more like Jesus Christ. That's what he wants to do and wants to accomplish. And I hope if you're a Christian, that's what you want him to do. And in order for me to become more like Christ, I have to deal with the things that are hindering me from becoming the person God wants me to be, correct? So the Holy Spirit works in us to bring to the surface the things that we try to avoid, that we try to walk around, that we don't want to be honest about. We would just rather blame somebody else. We to make excuses. We try to call it another name, and yet we don't understand. When God wants me to expose this, He's not doing it so He can beat me up. He's doing it for my good, so that He can bring forgiveness to me and give me grace. Who knew? Well, I hope you did. And so, big sin, little sin, doesn't matter. It's sin. And what God is wanting to do in the midst of all of that is help you to help me become more like Christ, to deal with the things in our lives that are hurting us, because sin always hurts you. And he wants to expose it. He wants to bring it to the surface. People spend hundreds of dollars going to a counselor. And don't get me wrong, sometimes you need to talk to a counselor. But really, what the, what the point of the counseling is this will I be willing to admit my problem? And will I be open and honest about it? And will I bring it to God and say, God, I'm guilty. I'm this way. I know it's not pleasing to you. I know it's something I've got to deal with. Would you help me? And God says, now you're talking. We can deal with that. Because there's nothing in your life that's going on that has gone on in your past that God can't bring healing to and that God won't forgive. And so he says, "Look, I want to come to you." And you know sometimes sometimes it says just it's a sin when you know to it's good and don't do it. Some guy God says, "Look, I want to help you do that now." Sometimes it's God, "I don't know what's wrong and You forget about or you don't remember how you talked like this or had this attitude, and the Holy Spirit brings it back to you and go, you go, well, hold it, that wasn't my fault. The person I'm with, they made me do that way. You know, here's the line, you make me angry. No, you make yourself angry. It's your issue. God says, would you be honest with it? If you will, I can forgive that and I can help you be healthy. People, Christians, are unhealthy when they try to hide sin. It's just the way it works. And so John says, look, if you'll come into the light, he will expose what's there. And if you bring it to him, he has the ability like no one else to forgive you, to restore you, and to help you. He's there to help, not to hurt. That's a big deal, isn't it? It really is. So then he goes into false claims. I'm leaving that, but I'll I'll kind of touch on it again, so don't get too comfortable. False claims, verse 8. So if we claim we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. There it is. We are all sinners, correct? We all have sin. But if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all of our little faults. Now, our wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we're calling God a liar and showing that His Word has no place in our hearts. And you see, as you mature spiritually, your sense of sin changes. You become more aware of things that are hindering you. You have to deal with things that other people look as, what's the big deal? But you know it's not there in your life going to help you to become the person you want to be in Christ. And so you come to God, and the more you come to the light, the more you become aware of things in your life that you need to address. And so what do we do? What's John said? We stay away from the light, right? Right? See, every human being enters this world with a sin nature. Every baby, you know, that baby isn't cute. That baby's a sinner. Okay? Because that baby's going to sin. And when you're old enough to discern right from wrong, you choose sin. It's your nature. The selfish nature comes out. Now, when children sin, they usually call their parents to sin too. So it's kind of a rough time sometimes. And so you come out, but you're always going to have to battle your sin nature. I wish I could tell you that when you become a Christian, suddenly that old sin nature left and no longer do you have to fight that anymore. And you're just going to be the perfect little person. Unfortunately, that's not true, is it? That sin nature is still there and there's a battle going on and a conflict going on and the Bible teaches about that constantly and I have to say no to self and yes to God and I have to keep doing a warfare battle all the time. And so if I say, no, I don't have any sin, I don't have anything in my life or you say, well, I can't think of anything, ask the person next to you, they'll tell you some things or if you wait, just say, Holy Spirit, is there anything in my life now that is not pleasing to you he'll help you see it's like going to a doctor and the doctor says you've got this disease and we walk away and do nothing about it right he says here it is let me help you with it let's first of all admit it because god can't forgive what you won't admit let's admit it let's bring it to god Ask him for forgiveness. God, I've sinned. I'm sorry. I thank you that you'll forgive me. And God, I'm going to work on this with your help and your strength. And I'm going to do what needs to be done. And I want to live in the truth. I don't want to lie to myself. I don't want to lie to you. I know that I struggle with this. God, we're going to work on this together. And we'll do so knowing that I can be victorious in this because here's the thing you either cover sin or you confess it it's one or the other and so it's a mission of guilt proverbs 28:13 people who conceal their sins will not prosper but if they confess and turn from them they will receive mercy now, there should have been a great shout right there. Boy, I'm glad I get mercy. If you, if you don't admit it, you're not going to prosper from it. David gives us the great example in Psalm 51. It's, this, it's the prayer that he prays after he's been confronted by the prophet about his sin with Bathsheba. Here's what he says. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins wash me clean from guilt purify me from my sin I recognize my rebellion it haunts me day and night against you and you alone have I sinned I have done what is evil in your sight you will be proved right in what you say and your judgment against me is just wow how many times Christians write, God I don't deserve it yes you do You're quiet tonight. I was born a sinner, yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. You desire honesty from the womb, from the beginning, teaching me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. When we confess, God forgives. See, I think we have a hard time with that because I think sometimes, well, if I tell God what's going on, He's probably going to make me pay for it big time. Well, God already knows what's going on. He's just waiting for you to be honest about it. And God will be faithful. He is just. He will remove the stain. He will remove the guilt. He will cleanse us from our unrighteousness. Our sin is forgiven. Our guilt is removed. Now, you might have to suffer some consequences because of your actions, but you're forgiven, and you can go on from there. So, John said, we've all done this. Here's what Paul writes in Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. All of us. And when we say we haven't sinned, we call God a liar, he says. That's what John says. And God deals with truth. So here's how this works. God is light. There is no darkness in him at all. No sin in him at all. He cannot sin. He is light. And he invites people to come to the light. And when you come to the light, darkness is exposed the things in our life we're trying to cover up and hide it exposes it God says don't hide from me don't try to cover it let me reveal it and will you be honest and admit it and if you do I will forgive you and help you but If you try to play a game with me and say, Oh, I know God, but you go out and have the the Big Mac later on, I'm going to know. And you're not living in the truth. Bring to me, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest, I'll bring healing for your souls. And a lot of times we go through a lot of issues in life simply because of what we're trying to hide. And yet over and over and over again throughout Scripture, God says, look, I want to help you. I don't want to hurt you. I want to bring healing into your life. I want you to have the best life. I came for you so that you could have the greatest life possible. So I don't want there to be anything in you that's going to hurt you. Bring whatever's there to me. I will give you rest. Simple question tonight. Is there anything in your life right now that you know, God, I know you're not pleased with this. And I've kind of tried to label it something else and be politically correct on what I call it, but God, I know that it's just me and you and here it is. Or something that you've been trying to hide and cover up. You just, God... I'll give you my past. You'll take care of it. You can cover it over. You can bring healing. God, I need your help. Would you be willing to just be honest with God? Don't run from the light, but come to the light and you will receive God's forgiveness. So would you just take a moment before I conclude in prayer just between you and God. God, here I am. Here's some things going on. I know. Help me. Not going to hide it. Help me. Lord, help us to always remember you are light. And nothing can hide from you. Would you help us not to lie to ourselves and to you? Would you help us to be willing to bring to you the things in our life that we struggle with? You understand we are human and we have a sin nature, and you understand the battle and the conflict that's there because you experienced all the temptations we have. You know our weaknesses. And rather than being afraid of coming to you with the truth, too many times we choose to try and pretend, try and hide, try to excuse, instead of just being honest. So Lord, would you help us to not hide from you, but to allow your word, your spirit, to reveal To us and to you, the things that we need to deal with so that we can be stronger in you, closer to you, and more like you. And we go from this place tonight to live in the light that God is. Thank you. Help us, we pray in thy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for tonight's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We also gather on Sunday mornings at 8, 15 and 10, 45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next time for Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. Assembly's Wednesday night is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.